Welcome in everybody to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe P Zapia, and it's time for DFS. It's time for week 11. Help me do it, of course. It's D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, the fantasy pro. We're gonna take a look at the week 11 slate. We got a lot of football to talk about, a lot of fun games. And Derek Brown, let's start uh, with the Dallas Cowboys coming off a very impressive ass whooping. Let's call it what it is. It was an ass whooping Woo! of the New York Giants. Woo! It was take you out in the back of the shed and uh, you probably can't sit down for the next couple weeks. So they're gonna face the the Carolina Panthers, the number for this one right now, you're getting somewhere around 41 and a half to 42 and a half. There's a range in this game. Obviously, it's been a flying high time for Dak Prescott and company. So I guess the big question is this. Do you want to go right back into that well against the Carolina Panthers or those two guys? You bet we are, dude. Uh, look, I, I, I think that people are going to, I'm kind of curious where Tony Pollard comes in this week. Are people going to still chase that? We're looking at 10 to 15% projected uh, roster percentage. I, I was on this last week. Welsh and I talked about I said Dak has been crushing it literally this guy has been QB1 QB3 QB2 QB1 over the last four games we're going right back to Dak there's no reason not to do it Joe the Dallas Cowboys are throwing at like a top 10 rate they're leaning into their passing game and so we need to follow suit it is Dak Prescott it is CD Lamb and it is Brandon Cooks baby C.D. Lamb against what the Carolina Panthers do, because since week six, they had the third highest rate of single high coverage. Well, since Dallas has been on this beautiful little tear of C.D. Lamb and all C.D. Lamb all the time, he has 4.58 yards per route run against single high. Let's go, baby. Just like last week, people... The, the, the pay-up wide receiver last week, Joey, that got squeezed at the top that was not as popular as Keenan Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown with CeeDee Lamb, you're going to see people do the same thing yet again, and we're just diving in, and the answer is give me more. Hey, man, last week, all my lineups had C.D. Lamb and I'm on Ross and Brown. Every single one. I was like, this is how I'm starting to line up. I'm just going to figure out a way to make it up. It's just you too could easy. build Sometimes lineups right. with two of those guys, and that was the winning sauce. Man. It's interesting that you're going back to Cooks, though. Um, I, I was going to ask you, are you going to go chase what you saw last week at all? And the answer, I guess, is yes from you. So let's move on. I assume you want nothing on the Carolina side of this game because, you know, you can Carolina. go with Thielen, but still, he's pricey. And I, I'm not a Bryce Young. I think this is one of those games where we play the line and we say, OK, Vegas is telling us that Dallas stomps them and I'm just going to lean into that. And with Brandon Cooks, over the last four weeks against single high coverage, 15% target share, but he has 2.85 yards per route run. So uh, I'm willing to buy in. If and, and Horn sometimes... is back, does it change anything for you hmm? about any of these guys? If JC Horn comes back, does that change anything? For I don't think we or... see Horn this week. The, everything that I've seen from reports about Horn is Horn is like, look, I need to get back to normal practices and feel like I'm okay before I come back. I don't think we see him this week. Maybe next week, though. All right, let's continue on with the next game on the slate. We jumped right in. And of course, that's what we like to do here because we're just uh, talking ball. And don't forget, if you want to make sure you're optimizing all the best lineups you possibly can for DFS, go to Fantasy Bros dot com slash optimizer use that use that optimizer over at fantasy pros you can create 150 lineups at one time you can export them right to dk or fd so make that a priority again it's fantasybros.com slash optimizer let's go to the next game on the slate the total for this game is 32 and a half right now. It's the oh Pittsburgh dear. Steelers and the Cleveland Browns defense. So the Browns defense to me is always in play. You know how I feel about the Browns defense, Derek. Uh, but it's funny, the implied team total of the flag football teams that I coach for my daughter typically <laughs> goes over the 32. Like we are a high powered offense. Uh, so this is kind of pathetic and hilarious. So do you want to invest in this game at all from an oppo standpoint? Or is this just like take the Browns defense and hard pass? So I think one of the best pivots on this entire slate, because right Right now, 
Uh, we have not gotten to this game, but right now the highest projected roster running back on the entire slate. I'm not saying it's wrong, but here is where the pivot comes, Joe. Playing Jerome Ford over Devin Singletary is the pivot of the slate. He is going to carry a fraction of the roster percentage. And what we've seen out of Jerome Ford, we've seen massive games where he's gotten 20 to 25 touches in them. Over the last two weeks, 64% of the snaps in back-to-back weeks, he's averaging almost 22 touches per game. The Steelers, you can run the ball against, baby. Over the last five games, they've given up the fifth highest yards per carry to gap runs. 4.62 yards per carry. That is 53% of Ford's rushing volume is on gap plays. I think Jerome Ford is one of the skeleton keys of the entire slate. It'll be interesting to see what... That's my only play. The Steelers, yeah. you want to go with Najee and Warren, that's fine. The, the split backfields are, are baked well, in. Well, it's also just a low total. Good, so but, the total is so low, it's hard to get excited about. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Dorian Thompson Robinson getting a legit shot here to see what he could do. Oh, you I mean like more than like two hours to get ready for uh, this? Well, that's, opponent? you know, everyone's killing him on that. I'm like, you can't kill the kid on that. He didn't get any no, reps that week. He didn't get like, any reps. That's that's not that's fair. totally unfair. The Browns should have never done that Next one is a much better total. 48. For the Detroit Lions hosting the Chicago oh, Bears. Mama. Now, this one, let's go. I'm on Ross St. Brown going right back there. The question is, Jameer Gibbs, who is very expensive this week. I don't know if you've seen this on FanDuel. 8400 compared to David Ooh. Montgomery, 7700 So do you want to pay up or do you want to pay down? Dude, for me in this game, I think it's easy. Um, on the Lions side, I th- if you look at the matchup, the Bears have been extremely good as a run defense. Now, I'm fine with Gibbs if you're going to stack him with Jared Goff. Now, that price is prohibitive. This is more of a DK play than a FanDuel play. His price on FanDuel is, whew, is bonkers. But so I like him on DK. But as far as the Lions go, the Bears, you can throw against them running and not so much. So with with this game, I think it's easy, man. I think if if Gibbs is going to come in, even a modicum of popular for me, it's Jared Goff. It's Amon Ross St. Brown and it's Sammy Ballgame because the Bears have given up a lot of production to the tight ends. But really, my favorite way to attack this game, Joe, is we're going to we're going to invest in all the Justin Fields this week. Justin Fields coming back being fully healthy. We've seen what that ceiling looks like. We know that the Lions can push teams on the other side. They could put up 30, 40 points. The Bears if they can push back. Fields could go nuclear in this spot. This game could be the game that you need for the entire week. I love Fields in this game. I think it's easy with your stacking options. It's Fields. It's DJ Moore. It's Komet. If you want to get wild in in large field GPPs, I love Darnell Mooney this week. Brian Branch has been good. He's given up a lot of production. The the most receiving touchdowns for a sample size of almost 30 slot corners. So a lot of ways to get, uh, get different with this and find some value with Darnell Mooney. But fields and double stacking him is my favorite way to go in this game did you add an extra u in the word nuclear you just want to just want to check that out nuclear uh-huh. nuclear it's a, it's nuclear, not nuclear. Just 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 throwing that out there, wordsmith. I don't I don't know. I don't know if you meant tomato, to tomato, tomato. No, no. <laughs> no, no. All right, let's get to the next one here. Potato, <laughs> the, pie, pie, 
I'm going to go nuclear on this bad boy. Uh, Arizona at Houston now. This one, all of a sudden, if I told you in August, we'd be excited about this, but you told me I'm drunk, and you'd probably be right because it's summertime. But uh, Houston, 49 uh, is the number for this one. Uh, Houston, obviously, you know, Singletary's look good. We've talked about that. We've talked about CJ Stroud being a revelation these last few weeks. Another huge win for them last week. This one was on the road in Cincinnati. And then look... (laughs) Kyler Murray literally hit the ground running last week. That huge run at the end really sort of made that day. He ended up with 33 rushing yards. I can't remember exactly how many he got on that last one. But it was at least 20. But he finished with 18 points. So uh, he is cheaper than Stroud by $400 over on FanDuel. Um, this one has a good total. I feel like this one is the one where a lot of people are going to start looking to. Uh, is that the right answer, though? It absolutely is the right answer. And what we've noticed, Joe, out of uh, the tournament winning, the GPP winning uh, lineups and the builds, the answer with if you think you've diagnosed and you found the game of the week and this easily could be the game of the week, you overstack it. You just go full game stack and you say, OK, The things that I have to get right this week, I'm going to lessen those. If I get this game right and the pieces that I can have to fit around it, then it's Yahtzee, dude. So for me, both quarterbacks are in play. Stroud and Kyler, I love both of them on this slate. And the other part about this is all the stacking options are so cheap. They're so cheap. I love both sides of this game because the stacking options for CJ Stroud are super easy right now. Like we don't even know if Noah Brown plays. He's he would miss practice to open the week, but if he plays, he's firmly in play. He's uh him and Tank Dell are my favorite two pass game options. And I talked about Devin Singletary and I want to bring him up really quickly here. He is the easiest fade of this entire slate. People are going to chase What he did last week against a bottom basement level run defense, and I'm not telling you that Arizona hasn't had their moments, but this was really interesting when I wrote this up for the primer, Joe. Since week five, Arizona has allowed the 10th lowest yards to contact per attempt and the 13th lowest yards per carry, 3.8 to gap runs. That's comprised 52% of Singletary's rushing plays. So Singletary, I'm not going to chase and say, okay, the 30... The 30 touches and the 160 of last week. Do we have to be kind of rewind? Remember what he did <laughs> in, in that 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 role in the previous game? He flopped. So why are we going to chase that? Okay, fine. We missed out on it. Don't get caught chasing it. You want to play him, that's fine. But I'm not playing an extremely chalky Devin Singletary. No, thank you. But getting back to how to stack this game, when I looked at the coverage metrics, this game stood out as a way to get easily different. Um, Hollywood Brown is not popping for me this week. Uh, his his target shares have dropped against what Houston does. And for all of that, I'll, I'll just keep it brief. Don't play him this week. I'm fading Hollywood Brown. If I'm playing Kyler, I am willing to single stack him with Trey McBride. Trey McBride's my favorite tight end play of this entire slate. His numbers have been bonkers every single week. He's getting alpha wide receiver one type of target shares. So his price, he's the reason why you can go double tight end. And I think double tight end is totally fine because if we had a wide receiver that was his price point on multiple sites, you would say, oh, that's almost lock button. Let's go. That that wide receiver is going to get eight to 10 targets and it can go for 100 receiving yards. Oh, good Lord. Yes, I'm playing him. So double tight end is viable this week. But Kyler, Trey McBride, and I'm going to bring up Michael Wilson because Houston since week six, third highest rate of too high. Against too high, Michael Wilson, almost 18, 18% target share, 2.3 yards per route run. So my my favorite way to stack Kyler in this game is Michael Wilson and McBride. And on the Houston side, 
It is Stroud, it's Tank Dell, and if Noah Brown plays, it's Noah Brown. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Miami at Vegas. Devon Achan uh, supposedly back for this one. That's a good thing. Also a little bit of a rest and reset for the Dolphins who, you know, have looked a little bit more human against some better competition. The Raiders have looked really good, very competitive, but it's easy to look good against the Jets and Giants offenses. Now they're going to have to deal with Miami. I guess the question is, do we want to go right back into Achan? We want to go right back into Miami here in this game? Or do we think Vegas travels in this new Antonio Pierce regime is for real? I, I don't have any love for the Raiders. Uh, Miami's been good on both sides. Uh, uh, well, really in both facets. So I'm full fading the Raiders this week. Um, I think Jacobs gets the volume, but his tackle breaking metrics still are terrible. Um, for Miami, no this discount is easy for on me. HM, by the way. He is 8K on fans. He, just pointing that out. He is 8K and he's he's uh, 6,600 off the top of my head, I think, on DK. You're not getting a discount on him. So for HM, I'm going to let the market di- dictate how I play HM. If he's extremely popular, I'm likely to fade him and just just embrace the variance. If he's not popular, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go head over heels uh, for HN and GPPs. My favorite player out of this entire game is Jalen Waddle, though. The Raiders have run a ton of zone coverage. Their coverage metrics. Jalen Waddle has woken up since week week five. Twenty two percent target share, two point nine five yards per route run. It's weird, Joe. It's like. The Dolphins all of a sudden after four weeks rolled over and said, you know what? Yeah, Tyreek Hill is good, but man, we got this guy Jalen Waddle and he could play ball too. So as a guy that's probably going to come in fi- under 5% roster this week, I like a lot of Jalen Waddle. All right, let's move on to the next one here. It is not great. The New York Giants. And the Washington Ooh. Commanders, this one's in Washington. This one was gross a few weeks ago. And now uh, you don't have Tyrod Taylor, you have Tommy DeVito playing quarterback. So the number for this game is low. It's 36 and a half. Look, I can understand wanting to maybe go for, you know, some of the pieces on the Commanders here. Uh, do you see that being something viable this week uh, with this lower total? Or do you have to stick to the games kind of like Houston, Arizona and some of the other ones we're going to talk about? I think this game has some parts of pieces that are interesting. I, I don't care about the Commanders running backs unless... Uh, Antonio Gibson misses with the toe injury, then maybe a smidge of Brian Robinson. We've already seen him flop in this exact same spot before. So I don't want to go um, head over heels for him. Uh, For me, the most interesting parts of this game, uh, Terry McLaurin versus man coverage. Sure, I can get exposure to that. But on the Giants side, the commanders have given up everything versus wide receivers. If you are trying to find a value piece, then I think Darius Slayton needs to be in the player pool. So over the last two weeks, he has gotten a 19% target share, 26% first read share. He's in play, large field GPPs, Millie Maker stuff. Outside of that, I'm probably just full fade in this game. All right, next one on the slate, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers at Green Bay Packers. 44 is the number for this one. Packer offense is lackluster, let's be honest. And like Herbert and Allen, that's an easy stack, but is that a pairing that is... I, look, I think it's very much in play because, you know, we talked on Monday about the woes of the secondary of the Green Bay Packers. To me, I think Herbert, you know, I know it's a road game and people could say, well, they're going into, you know, Green Bay. It's November and all that noise. But I think Herbert Allen's still very much viable this week. You saw Guyton get involved a little bit last week, too. What do you make of this one here from a DFS standpoint? Any pieces you like? So Allen, I worry he did miss practice on Wednesday with the shoulder. We'll see what his health update is for the rest of the week. If he is... Um, going to be out, then no, I, I can't even play Justin Herbert. Um, Allen, I think you, you don't have to play Herbert, though. For me, it's considering with the way this offense looks, you can get most of Herbert's production, if not all of it, by just playing Keenan Allen. 
But if Keenan Allen is out, uh, even if he plays in this week, I, my favorite play on the Chargers side is Austin Eckler. We know that you can run the ball versus Green Bay. Austin Eckler's efficiency metrics coming back from the uh, the injury are finally starting to show some life. Um, so Eckler is my favorite Charger to play this week on the Green Bay side. I know people are going to talk themselves into Jordan Love. Look, I've done it uh, in previous weeks. I can't. I can't go back to Jordan Love. Now, can I pick apart, if I'm playing Austin Eckler, can I pick apart one of these receiving options for the Green Bay Packers and say, okay, this is going to be my mini correlation to get exposure to this game, and hopefully I just hit the nuts with it. Then that's possible. For me, one of these Packers receivers is going to walk away with a good game. It's just a question on who the heck it is. And look, I'm going to go with Reed if that's the case. If you're at, like, if you're asking me to yeah. throw that dart, it's Reed, but I don't think it's worth it this week. I'd much rather go double tight end and go Kincaid on FanDuel, who's actually cheaper, by the way, than your Trey McBride. Uh, and look, I agree with you on Eckler too. Much better last week. You know, it's funny. He hasn't, he had 117 yards rushing that first week. He hasn't had over 50 in any game since. Last week was the first time, 67 yards. And they gave 19 carries, so that's telling you the health is definitely bouncing right, back. Right, like that's so. the thing. Like the number of that, the carries, I think, is the most important thing at the 19 I think too. if I'm going to go with a, with a Green Bay Packers receiving option, I think I lean towards Christian Watson or, Lu, or Luke Musgrave. The thing with Watson, since he's been back, Joe, he has eight freaking end zone targets and no touchdowns on them. That regression has to hit at some point. And now versus the secondary that's given up basically everything to wide receivers every single week. I think the recency bias, and this is what we lean into for GPPs. It's when everybody says, oh, no, no. But the numbers and the matchups say, yes, we need to get over the bias and just click the button. Something you should say yes to is leaving a review of the show. So go over to bettingpros.com slash review or go on Spotify. But you can go to Apple Podcasts at bettingpros.com slash review and drop a review of the Betting Pros show. It's easy. It's fun. Tell everybody how much you love it, especially the DFS winning stuff. If we've been helping you win on the betting side and the DFS side, we want to hear from you. So drop a comment below there in the YouTube channels uh, whenever you're watching, but also go and give us a review again at bettingpros.com slash review on Apple Podcasts or just go on Spotify if you listen there. Tennessee and Jacksonville. This one's at 40 and a half. I got nothing for Tennessee. Uh, I think this one actually might play a little to the under. I think there's reason to buy back in. It'll be interesting if you want to do that against the Jags as an oppo play, but there's too many other things that I like more this week. So this one's a pass for me completely. What about you? The only play I like out of this game is Christian Kirk. And this comes down to since week six, the Titans have utilized too high at the 10th highest rates so of 52% of their defensive snaps against too high. Christian Kirk has a 27% target share and a 32% air yard share. So I think you can get most of the production from this Jaguars offense this week uh, by either playing Travis Etienne or Christian Kirk. Uh, I'm more on the Kirk side. All right, let's see what side you're on in this one. Uh, San Francisco looked really good last week oh, baby. against Tampa. They're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. 41 and a half is the number for this one. It's funny. We just wrapped up our pick show and I picked I've Tampa I've to cover the, the 11 over. and a half. I, I picked them to cover the 11 and a half. They actually moved to 12 and Joe Lisi picked it too, who was our guest on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, so we all think that Tampa, even in garbage time can compete. Now I know mm -hmm. Evans was dealing with a quad injury, so we got to keep a close eye on that one. But you know, Baker Mayfield in the last few weeks, you know, he was in that shootout with CJ Stroud last week. He did a good job against the Titans defense. What do you make of this game here? How do you approach this one? Because this one also has a lot of pieces that are expensive, but appealing. I've already bet the over on this one. I bet the over when it first opened because I, 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 for the life of me, I don't understand why that line is as low as it is. The Buccaneers have shown they can push back even in tough matchups. So Buccaneers can put up some points. Even if you wanted to say San Francisco boat races them, 
then we can't go over the 41 total. Come on, man. I mean, I think Buccaneers can put up enough of resistance to do that. But as far as the DFS perspective, I love Brock Purdy. Uh, You're telling me that San Francisco is put into a situation where it's a pass funnel defense. Tampa Bay, the the best thing they do is to stop the run. So they're going to have to air the ball out. And and if you look at the coverage metrics, the, the numbers are easy here, Joe. It's Brandon Ayuk and it's George Kittle. Tampa Bay has the 10th highest uh, rate of single high. Against single high, Ayuk has crushed. 28% target share, 46% air yard share. Same thing for George Kittle against single high. 17% target share, 3.2 yards per route run. Uh, If you want to bring it back on the other side, we have not seen a monster game out of this man yet this year, Joe. He He is only gone for 100 receiving yards in one week i'm telling you right now this is chris godwin week this is when it happens chris godwin is going off against single high coverage which the 49ers love he has a 24 percent target share a 32 percent first read share i'm all in on chris godwin my favorite mini correlation of the week is brandon Ayuk and chris godwin and Ayuk and Chris Godwin, there you have it. Godwin's cheap, too. 6500 on FanDuel, too. Too cheap, baby. Too Very cheap. cheap. And All he's right, not going to be popular. It's not going to be popular to buy back into Buffalo, but I'm going to. Ken Dorsey's out. 40 oh and a, is the number right now against New York Jets. Now, I know the Jets defense is really good, but I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs bounce back. I think Kincaid bounce. Like, I think it's a big Buffalo Bills bounce back. They're 5-5. Five and five. I, and I told everybody, I and I picked the Denver Broncos on Monday night, and I was right. And you Same. know now I'm we talked and about now it. I'm going the other direction here, which is I said, and then I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills, and I said it in my video this week. And from a DFS standpoint, I think the roster percentage is going to be really low, but I think they can do enough against the Jets to return, um, you know, return their value. And I think the roster percentage is going to be really low because of the fact that it is the Jets defense. But do you see people investing in this more now that Dorsey's out? So my problem is, is you're going to if you're going to spend up for the Stefan Diggs, for the Josh Allen, do they hit their absolute ceilings to make those price tags worthwhile? And that's what I don't know. It's it's yes, we can look at Diggs and say, okay, week one against the secondary. Yeah, he had 102 receiving yards and a score. Was that something that was going to help you take down a GPP? Maybe, but there are other spots where I like the totals better. I like guys that could put up maybe similar numbers in better game environments. For me, Joe, I think the answer is you play Dalton Kincaid. For me, I want I want two one-offs in this game. I don't you, the Jets. No, hell no. <laughs> um, just just no. no. Um, but for me. The Bills, I want two one-offs in it. It's either Dalton Kincaid because Josh Allen has been feeding that man, and he's he's showing you why, because he is the next Travis Kelsey. He is that dude. He's awesome. And he's how you avoid the Jets' amazing corners is just feed the ball to Dalton Kincaid. But the other thing that we could see with this entire turnaround, do we finally see the Bills? Was this a Dorsey thing? Do we finally see the Bills commit to James Cook. I'm not going to rule it out, man. Like all this Latavius Murray stuff and blah, blah, blah. Sean McDermott coming out and saying, you know what? What we really want is for, if you read all the quotes, it basically said like there was division in that room. He's like, we want people to gel and come together in that room. James Cook is in a fantastic spot. You can run on the Jets since week five, fifth highest explosive run rate allowed, fifth highest yards of contact per attempt. So if James Cook gets the work this week, 15 to 20 touches. He could break two long ones. Um, that's probably the way that I'm going in this game. 
All right, one more game on the slate here to talk about Seattle and L.A. The Rams, this one's 46 and a half. Uh, I like Ken Walker in this game. Uh, Stafford's health just worries me too much. I think he's really been battling. And uh, I heard Andrew Wentworth on talking about all the other injuries he's not talking about. And that gives me a lot of pause in this game because if he should re-injure something, if he should not be able to finish the game, it really tanks a lot of the value of guys who are pretty expensive like Cooper Cup. So to me, this one's a tough one. And Seattle's been a little up and down. But I like what I saw last week out of Ken Walker. Um, the Rams, not the greatest, uh, against the run. So give me Ken Walker in this game specifically, any pieces that you like specifically cherry pick from this one. If cup doesn't come in very popular, which right now he's sitting between, between 10 to 15%, that's too high for my liking. Um, then I'm more interested in him, um, him or Puka Nakua, depending on their roster percentages, but really it's more of a leverage play. Um, but they are both in play. Uh, for me, my favorite play out of this, this entire game, Joe is DK Metcalf. I I love him in this game. So since week four, the Rams have utilized single high on 53% of their snaps versus single high. Metcalf has almost a 30% target share, a 52% air yard share. We have not seen the mega blow up monster game. Geno Smith looked amazing last week. He crushed. He was a top five quarterback on the week. This could be the blow up spot that we've been waiting for, for DK Metcalf. So DK favorite play of the game. And you can, you can use him as a one-off. All right, go help yourself to the lineup optimizer at fantasypros.com slash optimizer. Use the tools we have here to help you as well as the podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and drop the review too. We appreciate you. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for D-Bro. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.